0: All right, and welcome to the Texas Rangers Baseball Podcast today, episode number 22. And Taylor Hearn's going to join us, left-hand pitcher for the Texas Rangers, and he'll be with us right after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Superior Sports Investments. Established in 1995, they carry one of the largest graded card inventories in the country with the widest variety of BGS and BCCG and PSA-graded sports cards. Unlike other online sellers or auction houses, they own their entire inventory. They don't take consignment, no auctions, so they take pride in every sale that they make. They make sure every card they sell is the highest quality item possible before it leaves their hands and packaged safely and securely. Visit their eBay or Amazon stores to see their entire inventories or browse superiorsportsinvestments.com. That's superiorsportsinvestments.com. And use the promo code THANKS5 for a discount. All right, guys, coming in, joining us right now from the Texas Ranger baseball podcast hotline is Texas Ranger left-hand pitcher, Taylor Hearn. Taylor, what's going on, man?
2: Uh, doing good, doing good. Trying to stay warm during this, uh, cold weather and snow.
1: (laughs) It's snowing like heck right now in uh, Southern Tarrant County. I don't know what it's like where you are, but holy smokes. These are like giant flakes and I'm from Colorado, so I know snow. This is, this is pretty good.
0: This is, this is like home.
1: Well, kind of people need to get outside. I know this isn't live, but uh, you know, I got two kids sitting around not doing anything. They need to go out and enjoy this because it's not going to (laughs) happen. That's the truth. All right. So no baseball for you today. That's all right.
2: (laughs) No, no, probably. uh, I mean, I I think it's just all indoor stuff. I'm still going to go to the gym and work out, but yeah, I mean, yeah, no, um, no, no baseball stuff outdoors. So.
1: Where are you right now in your off season? Are, are you built up to a certain point, or are you at full intensity yet? What's going on on your bullpens?
2: Uh, no, I'm pretty built up. Um, I think right now I'm just at a point where <clears throat> I can throw in games if I need to. Uh, I, I threw my first live BP uh, two days ago, so. Mm-hmm. But everything's, everything's feeling good physically, mentally. Uh, pitches are starting to get there. Um, yeah, just trying to pick up where I left off last year.
1: You got a group of guys from the team? Who yeah. You or...
2: Yeah. So, um, so when we did live VPs, it was um, Solak hitting. Uh, it was me pitching, A.J. Alexi, Spencer Howard. Uh, Josh Spores is out there as well. And Jonah was catching.
1: Okay. So you guys got a, uh, that's a, that's a big group. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. Did you yeah, guys, yeah. Did you guys make a pact or something with the way things are to get together or are they just, they just all live in here now?
2: Yeah, I think uh, mo- most of them are not already living here. Most of them got their houses and stuff here. Um, and we kind of, I mean, cause a lot of us are working out at the stadium before the lockout happened. And so we just kind of kept in touch with each other, and was like, "Hey, you know, we we found the place, and uh, we'll jump around, and usually just you know try to throw on certain fields and stuff." So, it's been uh, it's been fun.
1: Good, uh, you said LD Bell has been kind of your your hub. Um, I mean, they've got they've got an indoor, I guess, a multi purpose. I don't know if you you get in there or not, but um, the, the blue Ra- the home of the Blue Raiders, Tommy Maddox, former NFL quarterback. I mean, they're. It's uh is is and then I, I heard I think Sam Huff said South Lake. Have some of you guys been going over to South Lake yeah.
2: too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've gone out there as well. But yeah, we've been uh we've been over there at LD Bell. We've been um doing that. Uh, they have a 70, 70 yard indoor with a nice gym, and they got the all turf field as well for baseball. So it's like it's it's perfect. But I mean, hey, I mean. <laughs> Uh, I kind of told a a bunch of the guys as well that, uh, you know, that's kind of what Texas high school is now. You know, everybody's got their own indoor. uh, Everybody's going turf. I know my old high school, they went turf like four or five years ago. So it's just, it's a lot easier.
1: Yeah. No, Sam, Sam, uh, I I talked to him for a story a few weeks ago and he was, he was blown away. I mean, he's from Arizona. He couldn't believe that one school had a, had a indoor facility, let alone every school
0: basically
2: yeah because i know i know when i went up and worked out with him one day we were at a southlake high school and he was like man are all the high schools in texas like this i was like yeah i was like they're not as i was like summer as good as southlake i was like and some are better and then some like mine or you know are getting there we're just not there yet on the indoor cages
1: right right uh so you mentioned last season you're kind of I, I guess your your breakthrough your breakthrough season um you said you want to build on it but uh, what what I guess what did last season do for you as far as uh, reaffirming that maybe you can, you could do this or yeah, uh, you know, something like that. Uh,
2: last last year showed a lot for me. Um, th- um, it was it was fun. First off, it was a lot of fun, but it showed me a lot. It it, it I'd always uh, when I came up in twenty or in twenty twenty uh, during the pandemic as well. Uh, that was my first time ever throwing a bullpen in the big league, So I really didn't know what I was doing. And so when it was, you know, last year was pretty good because I finally got a routine to learn how to do it. And so I kind of, I, 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 really, I really took it to heart, you know, because I think it's cool. Um, Cause we all, we all come to a point. I honestly think every pitch is going to come to that point where, you know, you can't do the same role for a long time. Like sometimes you got to go on a different and different positions. So, I've always I've always wanted to experience a bullpen and get a feel for it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, those guys in there are awesome. Uh, I got a chance to, you know, bond with a bunch of guys, and it was just cool, you know. And so I was kind of. It it was the one thing I took away from 2021 last year was just how versatile I can be. And Mm -hmm. so I was totally for it, and you know, and I, I really I really hate I don't know I don't know how it got out there or even who who brought it up, but I was never. I never, ever wanted to be or even said, like, I think I deserve to be in the rotation and stuff like that. I, I really – I just wanted to do whatever they needed me to do. And I was enjoying the bullpen. I was having a lot of fun. I was getting a lot better. But I, I think probably what was going on, what I did was just I wanted to – I got better at a lot of things, worked on a bunch of pitches with our pitching coaches, and it just – you know, when I got thrust into the rotation, I was ready for it, you know, and yeah. was a lot better guy than I was before.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like you are, I'm sure you will have to go in and show something at spring training or that's what you're being told, but you are are a front runner for the starting rotation. I mean, I I guess that's the, that's the goal. I mean, all, all along since, since you entered pro ball, but, um, what, what is it about starting that, that you like?
2: It's, it's fun. Um, I th- it, it's fun. I, I think a guy like me that uh, throws hard from the left side and can, you know, keep the velocity for seven innings, however long, eight innings. Like that's, I, I think that's rare because there's not that many big league guys that are lefties that can do that. You know, you know, it's always bullpen guys and stuff like that. So I, I think I think that's one thing I really like about mm-hmm. starting, and uh, it's 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 fun because I like to set the tone for the game. You know, I, I think you saw last year a lot. Um, by far that last two months of the season when they put me in the rotation, I'm not going to lie. It was tough because it was a true test of me physically and mentally that I took upon myself that like, okay, I'm about to face some of the top lineups in baseball, Oakland, Houston, Chicago, White Sox, uh, you know, the angels, the Yankees, like I'm pitching at Yankee stadium, you know? So it was, it, it was a lot of fun. I took it to heart and, I really, I really just embraced it, you know, and and I, I was like, look, um, you know, if they want to see what I can do, I was like, this is going to be my chance to show them what I can do.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I, well, so what, what, what are you building upon? I mean, do you, do you want to work on the shape of a pitch? Do you do you throw in more strikes? I mean, I, I don't know what 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 is the focus.
2: I think uh, I think this year. This year, going to this year, what I've been working on a lot, I've been working on a lot of mechanical stuff as well. Um, but just trying to stay in the zone the best I can. You know, I think last year was a good testament of a lot of stuff that I worked on and how much it helped me and how I need to just continue doing that, but just building off of it. So my, my biggest things going into this offseason were continue a high strike zone rate, a high strike percentage, um <laughs> try to throw continue to throw and better each pitch so i can throw it at any point of the count because yeah. you know um the, it was tough last year a little bit because i was learning they were changing my grips on a lot of good pitches and learning a sinker the right way and then learn a slider or a better slider and a, you know even they uh fixed my changes a little bit so mm-hmm. You know, it. I, I was, I was, lo- I was losing a little control with the slider at times, but I started getting better with it towards the end, just getting more comfortable with it. So, the biggest goals is going in next year is just have a higher strike percentage than last year. Don't worry about strikeouts. Uh, try to go as deep in the games as I can, and and um, try to throw every pitch for a strike at any point in the count.
1: I, I think last year we, we all know the Rangers lost 102 games and. It was it was a development season. What? Um, <laughs> try try to get some guys some evaluation, but right. you know, with with what with what the team did there in in late November, early December, it seems like there's going to be some expectations now. How do you 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 ready for that? You ready to pitch with expectations of winning and and maybe more of a chance to go out and win?
2: I mean, I I kind of let you guys handle that. You know, because I guess you y'all y'all are y'all are funny. I'm not gonna lie, Jeff. Y'all, y'all are funny. I love I love reading on Twitter about you know the high expectations that you guys have for us and you know, make all the and it's fun. I think it's funny. I love it though, because it's it's the hype and the buzz that like when you sign a Corey Seeger, a Marcus Simeon, or Cole Calhoun, a John Gray, you know, like it's 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 big. So definitely, definitely enjoying it. I'm looking forward to it, but honestly it has never changed. Like I'm, every game is going to be the same to me, no matter who we're facing and everything. It, it, it just be, you know, we got, got more and, you know, even better players.
1: Well, and I'm assuming that your your expectations of yourself are higher than anything that I could write or John could say or anything like that. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess, I guess you could say that. I honestly, I, I've never, I've never put expectations on myself, even as a, a man off the field, but then even the man on the field, because I really don't want to limit myself. And I really want to try to get the most out of my ability every year and, and try to try to be the best player I can be, you know? And then at the end of the day, try to let guys like you reporters and stuff, uh, figure out, you know, what do I got to do to be in that Rangers top 25 list of all time, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta be uh, nice so, too. Cause you're going to have, look, the, the lineup is going to, is better. So Right. When you're pitching, that offense can do a little something. My my part comes here in a second, but I just jump in. You I can think chime it's, in whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it I, I, with with Seager, Simeon, and and with Calhoun also. I mean, that lineup just got significantly better. So that for a pitcher, that's going to help, knowing that they're they're likely to go out and at least scratch a few out.
2: Oh, for sure, for sure, it will. Um, um, it'll be it, it, it'll be it, it's good to get those type of guys because you you kind of. You kind of need to protect guys like uh, like uh, Adolis, you know, a big power guys that, that need protection around them. Yeah, Nate Low, yeah. Low as well. Um, Izzy being a guy that's a good table setter. You got guys like Jonah and Trevi who can hit as well. You got Willie. so I mean, it's pretty. It, it's it's going to be interesting because like I'm really excited to see what our uh, what our lineup's going to look like because like it's it, I, I can't I can't stop going back to it, but it's it's funny and it's cool to see all reporters looking at different lineups, like mix and matching and thinking about this and that, you know, and and okay. I think it's cool because you kind of get a chance to like dream on it and be like, man, you know, like what, like what's our lineup going to look like when we're, you know, in the playoffs first round or, or you know, like, like the biggest game I, I still remember is when the Rangers were playing Tampa Bay uh, for game 163 to get into the, uh, mm-hmm. get into the playoffs, you know, yeah. and I, 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 I hated it though because one of my favorite pitchers, David Price, pitched that game. Right. So it was, uh, you know, I, I I always wonder about games like that. Like, what is our like, what does our lineup look like? Yeah,
1: you know, and I think that's the first time that David Price beat him in the playoffs because they had maybe maybe ever because the Rangers, for whatever reason, had have, have had tremendous success against David Price, and right, uh, you know, going into going into 2010, you know, he pitched Game One and of uh, the, the ALDS and and the Rangers were the Rangers knocked him around and then he came back and yeah. pitched five too. You know, the the big Cliff Lead David Price matchup but never materialized. But um yeah that that's that's just one of those baseball things, I guess. But um I mean I guess you guys are similar. You throw hard, you're tall. Um he's a little older now but and then <laughs> and then he pitched out of the bullpen last year too. So I mean he I did guess, he did. Yeah, everyone, all these things so you like David Price? Anybody else who, who you like
2: tried to pattern yourself after uh, back back in the oh. day? Uh, David, CC, uh, Dontrell Willis, Randy Johnson. Um, mm-hmm. I, honestly, one of the other guys I, I I watch video on all the time, but I I can't throw like him. It's Chris Sale. Like I I can't. Like, <laughs> he's throwing sliders. He's throwing sliders to righties that are ending up way behind them, and they're swinging and missing. I'm like, man, like. Okay, I can't drop my arm down that low cuz I don't even know if I'll be able to do it like that.
1: So you the the, the big lanky guy seems to be
2: left big lanky left big left, lefties lanky. and and just power guys.
1: Yeah. Can
2: you, know, you learn anything
1: from, Can you learn anything from a right-handed
2: pitcher? Um you you kind of you kind of can. I um I watch I watch video on DeGrom as well. Um mm. I'm a really big fan of his, so um, I I think you can learn a lot. But it's it's so hard because the I guess the reason why I like watching lefties like another one is Patrick Corbin, right? Uh, He's obviously not a power guy like he used to be, but he still throws hard. But Mm -hmm. I've watched a lot of video on him just like because we, you know, trying to do the same thing with a slider, you know, and the same thing with C.C. Sabathia, David Price, you know, being a power guy, four seam guy you know and uh Dontrell Willis as well but yeah I definitely like to watch guys like that because um I think lefties it's a little bit easier because I guess hitters hitters approaches are different when you when they face lefties and righties so yeah. you know that's I think that's why I watch a lot of video on on me facing guys but then also other guys and how they look against lefties as well
1: okay um the rest of the rotation uh you know you got John Gray uh probably Dane yourself and then and then it seems like it could be it could go a couple ways it seems like the Rangers could sign a veteran uh it seems like maybe they could uh just go with the younger younger guys not that you're old but uh (laughs) like like AJ Alexi or Glenn Otto guys we saw at uh, Spencer Howard it seems like there's a good crop of arms what what do you
2: what are you seeing we're gonna surprise some people I think I truly think that people People are going to be very shocked that when they see our rotation and our bullpen as well, because it's all it's slowly it's been it's been slowly coming together these last two or three years, very slowly, like piecing it together, guys, uh, trades and and what and whatever. Because you know, I I really think I, I truly, I truly think we're going to have one of top five, top ten Major League Baseball bullpens because we you know two of our other flamethrower guys aren't even back yet like they're 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 right. gonna come back you know you know so it's like that's that's gonna be two big pieces that nobody saw last year
1: absolutely yeah, yeah. And, and they'll be back in may probably it sounds like so yeah, yeah. you're putting you're putting two guys that throw 100 uh with fast right. speed stuff that's that, that just lengthens everything out
2: so yeah yeah and it's good back in pieces and and then it it's it's gonna be even more interesting. I mean we got a lot of guys fighting for rotation spots as well, including me, and so um you know it, it it's gonna be fun I mean hey <laughs> if if for some odd reason that they we signed a bunch of guys and they tell me I need to go to the bullpen, I'm fine with that because like I, being a bullpen was fun, but you know you know it's it it'll be it'll be pretty cool like. <clears throat> To, to be down there with those guys as well but yeah I mean you know it, yeah we definitely got Jonathan coming back and McClurk, so we're gonna definitely shock some people.
1: Uh, what I, I know I know there's a lot of uncertainty right now on, on when you might head to Arizona but are you are you ready to go you got a bag packed and just need, just need to hear
2: hear their word go? <laughs> oh, I got oh yeah I got the bags packed and everything I'm ready to go. I know I, I mean I've, I've been doing it long enough. I know exactly what clothes I'm bringing. I know exactly how much to bring and you know um but yeah i'm ready to go i'll probably um probably if we you know if things with the lockout start to progress a little lo- lo- bit a little bit more you know mm-hmm. or just more rapidly then definitely definitely probably head down there probably the next like two weeks or so
1: yeah I, it seems like there's kind of a doesn't john and i talked about this and we, we we won't beat you to death with it because you're in a, in a tough spot but it seems like there's <laughs> It seems like we could get we could get there. It just seems like, it seems like the middle the middle ground is not that far away. It's just just
0: getting maybe a damn couple room.
1: little a couple two things need to break and then and then it could happen relatively.
2: Yeah, quickly. yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Because you know, what are we? What are we? Two weeks away from report dates and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I, 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 I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if we hit it on date, and also wouldn't be shocked if we delayed it. But yeah. like, I mean, I guess you never know because i i truly i truly do think like if we can knock out the core economic stuff within let's, let's just like just an example like we could knock it out this week or next mm-hmm. week you know by the by the end of next week like that'd be perfect timing because then yeah. you know it'd be perfect time roll it right through and know we're gonna be right on time
1: well then they can they can put out i don't, I don't know how they contact you guys email or whatever and just say hey Get ready. This is, this is about to happen. We got to get it on paper and the lawyers got to sign off on it and we got to vote, but you can vote from Arizona or Florida. It seems <laughs> yeah. like it could come together. Hey, I cool. mean,
2: Hey, I mean, I, I wouldn't mind voting if it was a little warmer too, in Arizona. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I maybe, maybe you should be, uh, be there already.
2: I don't know. Yeah. Looking yeah. To run out the window. Holy cow.
0: Yeah. The big flakes Bye. are here now. They they've reached us here. So I'm sure Taylor's getting them there in Dallas.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at them right now outside my <laughs> apartment and they're not, they're not small.
0: Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So it's, it's been kind of our deal here with John and I, that I ask the baseball questions and the real hard hitting, you know, put you under the spotlight <laughs> <That's> <laughs> questions. <right? laughs> and now, now, now John, now John goes a little lighter Yeah. and then I chime okay. in, but we're I turning will- it over to John.
0: He throws, he throws high, tight and inside. And then I come in with all the junk. Kind of yeah, what I a did. I'm a junk comes in about 68, and, and and at the old one, Taylor's come on, but I'm going to go over some of the stuff Taylor and I went on last time because our audience here is a lot bigger, and it's a they may not have probably not have heard it on the other side, but um, he's got some interesting stuff. Roy City went to Roy City High School, right? Yeah, and you did. Now, did you play any other sports in high school?
2: Nope. strictly baseball. Just it was, a- it was baseball. It was baseball and rodeo. That
0: was it. Baseball and rodeo. And rodeo is always a fun story with Taylor. Uh, my family has some rodeo history. Taylor's grandfather was the first African American uh Marlboro man, right? Is that is that right? Yes. Correct. And I know that your the, y- your family had a little,
1: the first at a major event too, at a yeah, at a, right. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean and, and dad dad does it for a living too, or did, right? He's probably he may be retired by now, but
2: uh he uh <laughs> he does it he, he he does it he does it periodically but he uh um he's still i think i think they still they still practice and stuff they just haven't gone up, they haven't gone to major, major, major rodeos and stuff
0: well you're oh. now, now y'all had a spread in lancaster but y'all is everything moved out to roy city now you got an arena and everything no
2: so got, so we still got in Lancaster, and then my uncles, um, they live in Waxahachie and Red Oak, and they got their own places, so it's getting there, slowly but steady.
0: And Jeff, for, for rodeo people, my my stepfather is a team roper, and uh, he has his own arena. And, uh, you know, you get to, you know, every once in a while you go with or without the and the, the steers, and you get them out there and do that. Now, I got to ask, you like to rope, and you grew up roping. I don't know how much you're doing it now, especially since you're you know you, you you've got to keep up with Ranger stuff, and you don't want to. But are you a header or healer? I'd be a header. You'd be a header. Now, do you yeah, also do uh, the just the single where you town and what you're trying that's,
2: to? That's that's mainly yeah, calf roping. That's mainly that's that's my main event. That's that's it.
0: That's what you like is calf rope.
2: Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Oh, dude, those guys are. What is it? What's the guy that was the champion for years and years and years? Fred Whitlock was that a name or? I'm, I'm,
2: Fred Whitfield. Fred
1: Whitfield.
0: Yes. Yeah. Man, that dude was on them, off and tied so quick. If you go to rodeo to watch those guys, I, I'm amazed. Um, I can't. I've I've done a little heading and I suck at it. But what I really love more than anything, we would have we had the chutes and everything there at the at at my parents' place out in Vernon, it was getting in the chute and letting that steer go and just me learning to ride next to it. I, I couldn't do the yeah. rope, but riding next to it, that's where you kind of learn your skills. As someone that didn't really get on a horse till I was 22 years old or whatever,
1: right? So, well, okay. Vernon, Ver, Ver Vernon, uh, what junior college or they, they're they're a big time college rodeo.
0: Yeah, ba- baseball and national college. Yeah, they're 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 huge. Yeah, yeah. and they have yeah, a big yeah. they got a big rodeo out there um, that they do every May. Um, okay, wouldn't surprise me at some point if your 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 dad or grandma or uncles or somebody, uh, went out to grandpa's, I mean, and, and I'm sure
2: it. they did. I'm sure they'd have to ask him. Yeah. They... Hey, you need to, you need to hook up
1: with Madison Bumgardner,
2: right? Hey, that's the, uh, that's, that's the next goal. Madison. So, he's obviously like a lot, a lot more steps ahead of me, but you know, the, the plan is to, uh, eventually have, uh, an arena arena and stuff like that. So, you know, let's just say, you know, Five six years from now, we're in another lockout. I got everything set up, and they're like, "Hey, what you been doing this offseason?" I'm like, "I've been I've, I've been at the house,
1: been That's killing it. some time." What? Uh, I'm uh, mad.
2: I'm mad. I'm mad because I I, I kind of wish I kind of wish I had my own stuff now because you know i could come on here and say oh yeah trust me. i've been busy all off season. I've been real busy.
1: <laughs> but he's got he's got he's got the alias right i can't remember what it is but he he competed was it last off season or two off seasons ago
2: yeah two off season ago. see he can he can he can probably get away with an alias i couldn't because <laughs> it, it's too hard and then plus on top of that like my name, my name, like the last name is already like people already know, so it's kind of like I can't hide nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And he's got a little more pedigree than you. He's been around a little, a little while longer than... Yeah, yeah. He, better he,
2: better. he 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 can he he can he can, he can definitely go. He can get away with that. I can't right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, now now Taylor holds another distinction that's that's pretty interesting. He was drafted four times. That he was drafted drafted out, out of high school in the twenty second round by pittsburgh drafted in the 36th round out of san Jacinto junior college the next year then he went again in the 25th round from san Jacinto, and then he ended up at a a school that's near and dear to me he went to oklahoma baptist and the reason i say that is a very very good friend of mine growing up his son has been the starting quarterback at at oklahoma baptist the last four years and is somewhat of a uh nfl prospect he's probably not gonna get drafted but he's getting invites to go out, uh, and led the nation in in passing, uh, and it's, it's a good buddy of mine's uh, son, Preston Hare, and uh, he's a good little quarterback. But Oklahoma Baptist, fifth round. That's when Washington took you. So every time that this happened, four times, I love to ask this question: Where were you at, and how did you find out you got drafted?
2: Starting high times school, just that last one. Yeah,
0: starting high school. How did you find out that one? Do you remember? Uh, let's see. Okay, so when I got drafted in
2: high school, I was watching on the computer. I kind of knew the only team that was going to take me was the Pirates. So I guess the little backstory on that, when I got hurt in high school, trained my UCL, missed the whole season, um, the Pirates wanted me to throw in a private workout for them. So I was like, okay, cool. I was like, hey, is that okay if I invite other teams out? They're like, yeah, yeah, it'd be okay. I texted 20-some, 26 teams, something like that, and only – One showed up and it was the, I think it was the twins. I think so. No, no, excuse me, the Mets, the Mets. And um, I was just at my parents' house on the TV screen or on the computer screen watching. I saw my name pop up. I took a picture of it. Um, And then I went in there and showed my mom my phone. I said, hey, mom, look how I got drafted. And she's like, you're not excited? And I was like, oh, what, do you want me to do a backflip or something? (laughs) So I did that uh let's see freshman year of college oh this is a good one this is cincinnati yeah this I, is cincinnati yeah okay so i was actually um i got hurt again i had a uh, a stress fracture in my elbow so i could put a screw in my elbow um and i'm sitting on my couch at my parents house knocked out of sleep and this is you know this is obviously when the draft was 40 rounds and i'm knocked out of sleep i get a call from my agent at the time and he was like Hey, um, what you doing? I was like, oh, nothing. I was just taking a nap. <clears throat> he goes, oh, you're not watching the draft? I was like, no. I was like, I kind of figured I'm not going to get drafted. He's like, well, the Reds just took him the 36th round. So, found that out because I was sleeping. Uh, next time. Minnesota. Next time against the, yeah, right. Next time against the Twins. Um, I pissed a little bit. Was still dealing with some injuries. Um, kind of knew they were going to – I didn't know they were going to take me. Um, didn't offer that much money. And then – that so happened, and then OBU, uh, me, mom, dad, and sister. All right, Top Golf. They were like, "What do you want to do on draft day?" So I was like, "We're going to Top Golf." It's like I just want to go hit golf balls, and get back the back on that. net. Uh, so did that. Answering my phone, I like it was kind of. I mean, I wouldn't say it was a pointless trip, but like, I was checking my phone every five minutes, and I, I swore and I told him I didn't want to check my phone, but I'm like, okay, like, okay, wait, this guy got taken, wait. Okay, so he ain't gone yet. So I'm just waiting. Get a phone call from my agent. He's like, hey, you know, Red, the uh, Nationals are going to take you right here. So we stop what we're doing, stop golfing. Everybody goes, sits in the car. I, I pull up on my phone and, they, and my family's recording. It and then I, you know, they're going to my name and stuff like that. So, man, um, if that was such a big relief because I, I, I took, I'm a pretty big risk taker. I took a huge risk on myself by going out of college or high school, college, junior college, and then I took my—you know—I took a chance. They took a chance on me as well. Nai school, you know, at yeah. the time that you know, now you know, Northern Division two.
0: Yeah.
2: And man, I a lot of people don't know this. I got a lot of backlash for that because a lot of scouts. I, I'm not going to say the teams, but a lot of scouts, honestly. So I was up to 97, 98 that year, uh, touch ninety nine, and I remember I remember my head coach just telling me the interviews he was having with all the teams and stuff like that, and he he was, and they were just like teams could not understand, like they were they liked me a lot, but he was he said a lot, a lot of them told him to his face that they didn't think like my fastball could play at professional baseball, sure. and so he was kind of. So he was just like sitting there. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, this is left-handed from 90. He's like, this is 96, 97 from left side. He's like, what do you mean this can't play? And the biggest downfall I had on me was just that everybody was like, oh, the level competition is not a big 12. It's not an SEC and stuff like that. Like, you know, you're facing NAI talent. And so I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, verbally say what I wanted to say to these, in these interviews, but I'm
0: just like,
2: I'm just like, man, what do y'all, like, what are you guys, like, what are you missing here? Like, what are you missing here? I'm healthy. I pitched sixty some seventy innings. Like we went to the World Series. I'm like, what? What? What else do you guys need? You know. And so it was. It was. It was tough. But I'm I'm glad it happened because I really want people and kids to use me as an example. And it's no disrespect to guys that go Division One, but I really want kids to use me as an example to be like, it's okay to take a risk on yourself and go somewhere where you know that's a smaller school. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get to where you need to be though.
0: Did you have any offers from any bigger schools for you went to Oklahoma Baptist?
2: Um, let's see. I had, you know, I had originally committed to go to OU at a high school okay. and, uh, the coaches left out of high school. So then that, that's when I went JUCO, And then, oh, OU had came back a little bit. It was uh, you know, it was Miami. Um, uh, a couple other schools as well, but a lot of them. A lot of them figured they were like, "You throw hard, like we know you're not gonna come here. You know you're gonna get drafted and signed." So I did, and um, I just, like I said, I just, like, I need, a, I need, I need a new, I need a new change of scenery. And I was like, I want to go up here to OBU. The coaches love me. I love them. they were very nice. Like, hey, we're not gonna babysit you and stuff like that. We're gonna take a chance on you. We like you. And so I was like, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll go.
0: That's good. I mean, look, it worked out good, uh, going going there. Then, um, so, so obviously, I, I know your your senior year, you get drafted. When, when was the first time you really realized you might be getting looked at by scouts? Was it sophomore, junior year? When were you starting to see people were coming out to watch you? It was
2: so, so college wise and everything. It was I had I had offers my sophomore year. Pro wise it really picked up my junior year because um, we were playing Sherman high school at Sherman and Kyle Crick um, who got drafted by the giants in the first round. There was like eight, 10 scouts or whatever it is right there to see him. And he threw a, he ended up throwing a no hitter against us. I broke up his perfect game cause he hit me in the foot. So, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I, I ended up pitching that day. And so I was, I ended up getting up to like 88, 89, something like that. And, you know, getting a bunch of letters from a bunch of the teams and um, the talk when I went back to class that next day was just like, Oh my God, like all these scouts and stuff loved you from a bunch of classmates. I'm like, I didn't even know scouts were there, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really think about it. So that's when, that's when it started picking up. And then um, I I have a bulletin board. I keep, and it was just of every letter I've got from every team, and I have one from every single team from junior year to senior year to, you know, so that, that's when it started picking up. But to be honest with you, I really growing up, I, I knew I could have a chance to play pro ball and I wanted to play in the big leagues, but I never really talked about it because I just kind of took it day by day. And as I got bigger and started throwing hard, I was like, OK, maybe I can actually do something with this.
0: No, that's you know what and that's that's the attitude to have. Yeah, it's a dream, yeah. but the work's got to be there. You guys work out a lot right. and, and work hard, and you grew and did it, and um, and that's where you go from there. Okay, so this is a funny one that I'm going to get into. Manchester Dang. U, you are a big Manchester U oh. fan, and I'm the I'm the guy that jumped on board, and I got all kinds of crap. You guys, you and Hicksy and Sandler and and. uh all the guys that are into the, to the premier league, uh, football, you know, that's what they call it. How'd you get into, I, I know you're not a big soccer guy, but you got into it. Now you're really into Manchester. You tell the story, how you got into that.
2: So I've actually, I've actually always been a Man U fan. So the first time, the first time I saw a, I've always watched soccer, but the first time I saw a premier game was premier league game, whenever it was 2005 or six. And I remember watching TV and Wayne Rooney was playing when he was with Man United. And that was my first soccer game I ever bought. And so I was just sold on Man United. I learned all the players. I try to watch all the games. I try to keep up with the games. Next thing you know, I'm playing FIFA. Like FIFA went from a game I never played to a game. Like it was, it's, it's like one of the top two games I play now. Yeah, And so, um, I've always, I've, you know, I've never really said anything about it. But once you get some reporters and stuff like that, like Chris and Jared, and they're like, "Oh, they're big Tottenham," and then you got <laughs> yeah. Chelsea, and I'm like, "All right, like I need to say something because y'all ain't y'all ain't finna come." On. I gotta humble you guys a little bit, so you know. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I just, I got during the season when they signed Jaden Sancho, I went out and I ordered me a Sancho jersey. I tried to order me a Ronaldo jersey, like right when I heard the news, and they were like, "Oh, you know, it's gonna take." couple months to get his jersey i was like all right, well, right i'll just wait so
0: <laughs> well and let me set the scene for, for these folks so before a game uh the the media goes down by the dugout and the guys come out you guys are doing your workout doing whatever you're doing and the conversation got into premier league and this last year i was kind of the free agent because i was like you know I, I like watching it i love the world cup how do i choose a team and man everyone hard pressed me on their team and when it came down to it I said something about you know I know what I know Wayne Rooney I know when Beckham used to play for Man U I said that's the team yeah, I know yeah. but but Man U is kind of like the Yankees and the Cowboys either you love them or you hate them and everyone else tries to pitch the other deal and I came down to my decision I tweeted I said you know what Man U that's the team I know I'm going with the team I know so me and Taylor are out on our limb on uh, against our group we're the only two now I don't follow quite as close as Taylor does but yeah I need to order me a jersey and now I'm all Man U now so I I'm like you, you, you guys can't sell me any other way. That's the one I know, right? So yeah, yeah. So it's
2: like a, don't, it's, don't don't let don't let Chris and Jared sway you. Like their their teams, like their teams are you know they're teetering. They're always not in the top four. So you know, just know Man United is always, always going to be the top
0: absolutely four. Man U baby always. Man U. Yeah. That's a that's a bucket list. I would love to go to Europe and watch a game in that's person. That's my
2: that's my next goal. Like yeah. I've been. I'm like, hey, once we get this lockout taken care of, I'm like, I'm going to Man, Man United. I'm like, I'm going to a game. Hopefully, I can go to the game. The, play, the game I want to go to is when they play uh, City. That's the that's Ooh,
0: game I want to go to. That's a big yeah. rivalry, too. and this, Yeah, that would be fun to watch. Okay, so let me ask this. What do you like to do when you're not playing baseball? You, you went and hit golf balls. Do you play golf? Do you hunt, fish? What do you do?
2: No, no. I, I like fishing. Um, obviously, it's been hard to go fishing because of the weather and stuff like that, but, like, uh, I've been playing – Shockingly, I've been playing video games. I've been yeah. playing FIFA, uh, Call of Duty, Madden as well. Um, so, yeah, I've been I've been kind of staying inside. And and then I've been – this is around the time when I start watching a video of myself and then trying to pinpoint it and, you know, trying to get scouting reports and stuff like that. But I still try to play video games because I need it just from a, a mental break of baseball.
0: Yeah, do you, don't, do you play golf or do you just like to hit balls? No.
2: No, I just like hitting balls. You just like, like hitting balls? Hit yeah. <laughs> just top golf, top golf is my best friend.
0: Yeah, I liked it. It's a lot of fun. Okay. So what's your favorite food? What is your food you like to eat?
2: Favorite food would be uh lasagna.
0: Lasagna? Okay. In, right. Any go-to places uh that you like for fast food? I know that the, the big water burger between you and Jose Yellow Rose talking about that. Uh, best go
2: to fast food would have to be It'd be a tie between raising canes and, um, yeah, had the good Whataburger.
0: Whataburger. What's your go to yeah, Whataburger? It, I forgot. You do the chicken with honey.
2: honey, honey, bar, honey barbecue chicken shrimp sandwich meal.
0: Okay. All right. So this is always a fun one I like to hear. What's your favorite home cooked meal and who cooks it? Grandma, mom, girlfriend, wife, <sighs> whatever.
2: Oof. Favorite home-cooked meal would have to be, um, man, that's tough. My mom, my mom, my mom can smother some chicken really good. Um, it's 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 hard to, it's hard to say though, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to go some of my mom's meals. Um, she's got me, she got me hooked on fish, fish and chicken, so. I'd have to say, oh no, she makes some really good pork chops. I ain't gonna lie, she makes really good pork chops.
0: Now, are they fried or they baked? What does she fry? Fried. fried.
2: She does. Yeah, she does a really good job on those. Mm.
1: Now, I remember uh, last year, I think it was spring training. You, you mentioned Snicker bars. You eat Snickers during games.
2: <laughs> I do, I do. So Snickers, oh my god, Snickers, uh, Snickers helped me out. Uh, really? So, oh my gosh, you have no idea. Oh, my God. No, you have no idea. So Snickers, I don't know what it is. So I think the first time I ate Snickers during a baseball game was whenever I think I was 10 or 12. And my mom would always have them for me. And so I just it just became a habit. Even when sometimes in minor leagues, like if I could stop by a convenience store, I would go get some Snickers and eat them like during games. So I just like them.
1: I love I love Snickers. I mean, my, my favorite candy bar very under the radar is Mr. Good Bar. But with the stickers, peanuts, yeah, a
2: frozen really? sticker yeah, yeah. A stickers no. is hard to beat yeah. right No, no, by far, by far.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yes. Those, I don't have a problem with any of those. And that's why I don't touch them right now. I'm down 16. <laughs> I'm trying to get down 30. Baby. So had a baby. All right, so here here's a fun one, and we didn't ask this last time you're on, but I, I've been asking this to everybody on this show, and it's fun to listen to the answers, and you may know some of these answers, but what's something nobody knows about you? And you can't use rodeo because we all know about the rodeo. <laughs> the example I've used, though, if you need to hear some of these because I think you'll find okay. them funny. Jack Leiter hates peanut butter. Can't stand it. That's a personal problem for me and Jeff Really? <laughs> yeah he doesn't like he doesn't like peanut butter you know the Brock Burke thing Brock Burke walks in his sleep and all of that you may have heard some wild stories about that from roommates on the road right. uh the, right. the interesting one was last week Davis Wenzel. Last week was a good one. Yeah, yeah Davis Wenzel got the end of his finger cut off when he was four years old um which was pretty interesting but what is something nobody knows about Taylor Hearn
2: Man, what is something nobody knows about me? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I can't can't use the radio thing no more. I still I still gotta figure out who leaked that first because I was like, man, I was trying to keep that a secret, but I, I didn't mind it though because my grandpa was, you know, famous. As usual.
0: You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. Um. And it's okay if you don't come up with one. I mean, it's not like you have to have something, but a lot of right. it, you know, when you become a professional athlete and you get more recognized out there, people kind of know some of your back stuff. But so, yeah. So we, we do this for that one thing. All of a sudden you're like, Whoa, I mean, you know, nobody knew that. So, you know,
2: well, the Snickers thing pretty good. Yeah. The yeah. Snickers yeah.
0: thing ain't bad. Yeah. You eat Snickers during a game. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Snickers, Snickers is, is really good. Um, So, okay. Okay. So I've actually, I've, I have a pretty, I have a very bad addiction to Smoothie King. Really? Very, very bad addiction to it. I think I, I know, so I've done this one day, I've actually gone to go work out, got Smoothie King after and then went to go do some more stuff and then got Smoothie King again. On the way back home. So, what's your go-to? And We've
0: got a smoothie can by the house here. I've never been there.
2: Yeah. So, my go-to is the Hulk. I get the Hulk vanilla. Um, Hulk vanilla with extra with cinnamon and peanut butter in it. How many calories yeah. is that? Oh, it's good enough. I need it. I, I need <laughs> it It's. I think without without all the cinnamon and peanut butter and that size of thirty two ounces, it's like ten. It's like over a thousand calories. With the
1: peanut butter, the peanut butter's got to be probably.
2: 200 yeah. more yeah yeah oh and then and then another one i think um you said jack doesn't like peanut butter yeah yeah I, I i hate strawberries
0: okay yeah. okay yeah i'm all right with that i like strawberries <laughs> hey you know what but uh, it's not as bad though so strawberries that you, you can see people that do it. peanut butter that's an issue i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> all right now tell us uh last thing before you get out of here tell us what's going on with you and jose you're doing some kind of q a thing tonight or something
2: yeah so we we me and me and Jose have talked about it for a while but we we actually had i actually had a fan uh tweet at me about wanting to do like a live q and a or just a q and a zoom or whatever where we get kids to like ask us questions about what it like to you know what it take for you to get to the big leagues and stuff like that so I was like I had talked to him about it, and, and you know we you know our interests of heart is the same thing trying to we like both like giving back and trying to help kids so sure. We yeah so he was like alright he's like yeah let's do it so we're gonna set it up tonight at like I think seven thirty where it's gonna be a live Q and A they can submit questions and stuff like that and try to and try to encourage kids to ask us all type of questions you know anything baseball related like what type of drills y'all do or you know what what was your big
0: just everything is now now is this on Twitter. or? Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Okay. It's going to be on Instagram. Yeah. This should be out and in, in the next hour or so, so we'll make sure and get it out there and tweet it for those that don't know. And then, uh, you can, uh, try to get on. If you got a kid that wants to ask a question to a big leaguer, this is yes. a great place to get on and talk to a big league pitcher and a big league catcher, ask them some questions and drills, and they'd love to have you on. And that's a very cool thing to do
2: and tell them and tell them to make sure they bring their Maverick questions about how much they're better than the spurs
0: absolutely <laughs> we can rub it in you know if you want to rub in man U to anybody too that doesn't like man you please that's that's, that's please. the deal well Taylor that's it Jeff anything else before we let him go
1: no um yeah the, I, I guess yeah did you figure out any high schools you're going to go to yet so
2: I mean I, I was about to try to go to South Lake and uh, a couple other schools these last couple of days but the, I think the snow and stuff kind of put it a little yeah. bit into that and I was, a, I was gonna go hammer. to RL yeah I was gonna go to I was gonna go to RL Turner two days ago uh, and then they ended up having picture day so he had to move them back <laughs> so I'm actually gonna try to do some this weekend depending on the weather and then I'll do some later I, I'm gonna try to start at the end of next week because I'll be out of town and I'll be back Thursday so the plan is to try to hit as many of these high schools as I can and I'm, I'm trying I wanted to make it a yearly thing you know sure. so I so I got a list of all the high schools and um, been trying to tell a bunch of the coaches that are high school coaches there, like, hey, just hit me up so I can try to save the information and you know hit them guys up and just you know go out to these high schools and just work out with the kids and stuff like that and you know kind of get to know the kids.
0: I think cool. that's a, I think that is a freaking fantastic idea. And these high school coaches, hey, it's it's great to have a big leaguer come out oh, and work out. You got to get your workout anyway. Why not right, go out right. and do it with some of these kids? And there's some great programs. That's that's an awesome deal uh, for guys. So how do they follow you on Twitter? It's at T. I don't have it in front T-14. of me. I think it's
2: at yeah T. hearn fourteen. Yeah, at T. hearn fourteen
0: on Twitter is Instagram yeah. too.
2: Instagram is twenty one.
0: Okay, at T. hearn twenty one. So either way, get yeah. on there, guys. Hit him up, message him, let him know he's needing places to work out for he heads to to uh, Arizona and he might come by your high school. And if not this year, next year. Keep in touch. Yo, it, uh, it,
2: it, I'm going to try to make it a yearly thing. So. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: All right. Well, that's Taylor Hearn, t- left handed pitcher for the Texas Ranger. Taylor, thank you so much for coming on and uh, get to it and go out and play in the snow. I
2: appreciate it, man. Appreciate uh, you guys be careful.
0: All right, guys. We'll see you.
2: I will. All right. I'll see you guys. All right,
0: Taylor. All right. So that was Taylor, man. One of the nicest guys. I, you know, every time we see him there, him and Jose, you, every one of those guys are nice, but they're just, they're funny. <laughs> Um, he's fun. He, what a fun guy to talk to and the stories. I mean, I just like Taylor. He's yeah. always a big smile, kind of like Ronald Guzman. It's why you're always pulling for Ronald Guzman. Just a really nice well, guy. It,
1: you know, and, and Taylor, you know, he, he said it just now and he, he said it a couple times, he's kind of a risk taker. He speaks his mind, yeah. uh, so, you know, and, and that's kind of why I didn't want to get too deep into the lockout stuff. Cause I wanted <laughs> want to <laughs> say yeah. something out. They might get back to new york and then tick off the, the big guys up there but um anyway he, he he's he's he is a guy that when he becomes i know marcus simeon is is on the executive board sure uh, yeah for, for uh the the players union but um i really think that that taylor could be a guy who would be interested in doing something like that he just it just seems like he's got a lot of interests uh he, he's, he's I don't want to say he's unique because all these all these guys have have certain things, but he's out there a little bit more with them for a a young major leaguer who yeah. who is establishing himself and
0: yeah you know I totally it, agree yeah he, he's see, he's
1: yeah, the community's great you yeah. know stuff like
0: that he's wired that way that that and, and he could yeah. he could be a leader with the union eventually too you could see something like that with him he's kind of wired that way to be involved more about being involved and knowing exactly the yeah. and out what's going on he's just a smart guy. I mean, that's that's what he likes to do. Okay, so we thought after this, so we're always trying to find stuff. Of course, we can do labor talk real quick. That's going to be a short conversation. I think they yelled at each other Tuesday, and that was it.
1: Pretty much. You know, they didn't do anything. And, uh, um, you know, the union, I guess, tried to send a message by lowering its uh, bonus pool request from 110 million to 105 or 105 to to a million, hundred million, whatever, you know, cause they thought MLB was screwing them over with the $10 million pool. So, um, yeah, you know, that just, that just wasted everybody's time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if maybe they feel good about it, but, uh, it, it's gonna, it's gonna cost them two or three days here that, that, uh, we don't have. Yeah. But anyway, you know, that that's gonna, there's gonna be a season. There's probably gonna be spring training. It's just, yep. You just don't know when, and, and it seems like it's getting really, really petty when stuff like that happens.
0: Yeah, and that's what it's what drives fans away. But so, so here's how our week usually works with Jeff and I. We get together Monday or Tuesday, start talking about potential guys. We're going to reach out to this. I think this one's who I'm targeting. Once we get past that, we had Taylor. We we talked about that. We got Taylor. Then it's like, okay, hey, what do, what else do we want to talk about? You came up with a great idea. Let's talk about potential rotation, starting with yeah. what they have now and all that. And I think this could be fun to do until the lockout's over. We could focus on infield and say, let's look at infield and what obviously we know too. What do you think here? Who, where else could they go? Yeah. That's something we could go down the line. Outfields, that's up in the air. A lot of places without free agency and all of that that could happen. But the rotation is interesting. So we kind of, I kind of looked at it and said, okay, well, let's break it out this way. With what they have, what kind of do you see as the rotation? And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of candidates, long shots that are in the organization that could possibly break camp and maybe be mm-hmm. in the rotation you got some interesting free agent names that are out there that are still um uh, that are free agents once the lockout ends that are obviously people they could look at and then of course the the, the trade candidates so let's start with what they have now what do you see kind of right now with your rotation
1: well I, you know I, I, taylor taylor is right in the middle of it uh you know it, it looks like john gray dunning and taylor
0: those three uh, and then it gets weird
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, it just depends on, you know, the Rangers have said they want to sign a veteran, uh, to put in the rotation. Of course, you know, the name is Clayton, Clayton Kershaw's out there. Uh, he's getting, you know, he's, he, you know, he, he's weighing a lot, you know, his, his legacy. Yeah. Basically. I mean, it's set in stone. Nobody's ever going to not remember Clayton Kershaw as a Dodgers. Great. Sure. Um, and, but, and, and that's a big deal. Staying with one team for your entire career and having that chance, it is a big deal but you know he's got i think four kids now three or four just just, just had, had one. another one yeah. in december um you know there's there is a an appeal to you know being home more um you know not that not that he's ever by you know by himself very much i'm sure that they had a beautiful place in los angeles and, sure uh, but uh, there, there's something to being home um Anyway, that's not a, that's not a set deal. And plus he has some health issues to come, uh, overcome, but that's okay. So a vet, a veteran guy, and then, uh, you, you go, you look at the fifth spot. It could be one guy, it could be two guys, you know, a tandem thing that they do. Uh, r- I r- really. I think the, the veteran starter, um, is, you know, they want, they want a veteran who can kind of, you know, nurture the, the young pitchers along. Um, I, I think, it also takes the pressure off of the team to to feel the need to rush a guy like Cole into the major leagues.
0: Sure,
1: feel that feel the need to do that. They can kind of let him go to AAA and and show them when he's ready. But uh, you know, I, I I can see though not signing a guy, going with going with these these young guys and, what and you giving got? them giving them a chance. And um, you know, this is still the Rangers have said. They're not going to make up 40 games in the standings despite what they've done and what they intend to do. Um maybe, maybe if the playoffs get expanded beginning of this year, they could have an outside, outside shot at it. But um, you know, I, I wouldn't be at all um it wouldn't be a disappointment to me if if and I don't think it would set the franchise back tremendously if they didn't sign a veteran pitcher and they went with these these young guys moving, shoveling them you know, in and out from, from round rock or wherever.
0: So if you're going that way, I kind of see something like a, so you go, look, you go, you go gray Dunning Hearn. That's just kind of a, if with what you have now, um, yeah. gray Dunning Hearn from there, you know, you, you've you got so many, you've got Otto Allard, you've got Alexi, Ari Hara could still look, he's, he's back in, yeah. like, they took him off the 40 man. He's still under contract for major league salary. Um, mm-hmm. little dealt with some injury stuff. Look, he's a, He's an innings eater. He's a good pitcher. He's got to get adjusted here. And then you got Spencer Howard, obviously. You can see any of those five right there making up those last two spots.
1: Sure. And, you know, and then, uh, you know, I don't, you know, I think John King's injury having the thoracic outlet syndrome, you know, right, right when they were wanting to give him a a chance to start.
0: He's a dark horse.
1: I think that that probably uh, the injury might, might, eliminate him from this this competition but you never know um um but yeah you know they they like they like the fastball uh change-up combination there and he's just kind of a bulldog and goes in there and, and and gets it done um you know I you know Spencer Howard you you that was that was a big that was a big deal mm-hmm. um you know to trade Kyle Gibson and Hans Krauss you're basically tr- you know trading kraus for for uh Howard Howard and um you know, Howard didn't show well, you know, he had a, he had a screwy year. He didn't pitch particularly well with the Rangers. So uh, that he's a project kind of guy right now, it would seem, but this is a top, top 50, former top 50 prospect, the Phillies number one prospect. Sure. So I, I, you know, you can't give up on that. No. <laughs> you got to see that through. And so, you know, with him settling into a, a team and settling into a role, um, I think that put his mind at ease. I think he's going to be able to work on this off season. He's been able to work on what he needed to work on and get back in that starting mode. So, right. um, you know, I, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. Guys are going to have to win jobs, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if Spencer Howard is in the rotation to start the season.
0: Yeah. And Howard, Howard, like kind of like Krause, maybe a new change of scenery can set reset the table. Um, Krasn ended up making his major league debut for the Phillies. Uh, But but Howard, you know, Howard, I think he was frustrated in the fact that he never, they really never went with the plan. He kind of got, you know, he he couldn't get consistency of what he was trying to do. And they kind of gave up on him early when he had bad outings. So, you know, here there's a chance, you know, you can go, they'll let you go six or seven starts and work, work, work. And they're going to let you go a little while before they decide, okay, maybe this isn't going to work.
1: Yeah, the I mean the Phillies thought they had a chance to to contend uh, in the National League East, and and you know I mean, quite frankly, at one point they did, and they made they made moves at the trade deadline, obviously, yep. to satisfy that. Um, but you know, if if a guy's not performing in a pennant chase, yeah, you're going to take him out. You're not going to give him a, a chance, and that's kind of what happened with with Howard. With Howard, yeah, uh, he he didn't get a chance to he didn't get, he didn't get, he didn't get the leash that a lot of rangers pitchers did yeah. um while he was with the phillies so i you know but i think that um get getting him straightened out is a priority uh i think you know Alexi needs to throw more strikes yeah uh, Otto, i think at the end of last year was just worn out yeah uh you know so
0: he, can, they're, they're, he he's kind of the one for me that seems like he he going in would kind of be my front runner right now to win that last spot. I, I although I like Howard, I think Howard's going to get a good look and all of that. Otto just seen, yeah, like you said, he was worn out, but pretty consistent in what he did. Just that's kind of my gut, you know. Unless they go sign somebody or, or I mean, do whatever. I mean
1: he he you know and and he's a little older, you know, pitching college, uh, but he also um he hadn't he hadn't made a ton of AAA starts. Sure, he basically went from from double A. Uh, promoted to triple A, did okay or, or you know better than okay. And then you know, the Rangers, when they acquired him, their intention was to add him to the 40 man roster, sure, this offseason anyway. So, just doing the season and, and throw him out there. And he did, he did well, uh, you know, one time out. And anyway, yeah, he he he's older, but it's not like he's got a ton of experience, right? And and so, I I just kind of
0: he made one triple A rotation, yeah. And
1: You can kind of say that about all of them, yeah. honestly and but that's part of the deal you know you, you you're rebuilding you need to you need to just go with these guys
0: and and now I, when i look them. at it and there's also long shot candidates within the organization when i say long shot it's guys that are young um that could potentially have a spring that's unbelievable where you just say maybe we stick him at the back of this thing those guys are obvious names like cole Wynn, uh which i don't yeah. it's a long shot but let's say he goes into Spring training is just unbelievable, and you know, maybe, but more likely, he's headed to AAA. Someone like a Yeri Rodriguez, who, um, another young guy doing that. Anybody you see somewhere that could be a long shot, kind of a, a, a young guy that could potentially. Lighter's not going to. He's got to have some minor league innings. That's right, right. for everyone thinking that that's not going to happen. Yeah, uh,
1: no, I, I, I think that uh, of the of the of the prospect group, I, I think you know. It, wins got the best chance but i don't think the rangers are are intending to do that Mm-mm. uh even, even i think even if he is their best pitcher in spring training i don't think they would do that um but you know i, I think a guy who who probably um needs needs a, a a look and i don't know if he'll be in major league camp or not but uh you know we talked about him last week davis wenzel is, is cody bradford yes uh, yes the, the fastball changeup combinations really really good throws a lot of strikes um and when he's been healthy he's you know with, with the exception of the the year in college where he was injured he's been very 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 good so yeah. um now he you know he pitched in double a i don't i don't see that he's gonna burst under the scene in spring training but yeah. i would not be surprised if he's in the major leagues this year i mean if if yeah. he, if he does really well um um in um double a and the moves up maybe you see him at the end of the year you know, type of thing i think a, another guy who who's a, who's a, a name to watch i, I don't think he's re, you know remotely a candidate for the opening day roster is that kent
0: oh yeah uh,
1: you know he pitched really well at hickory came up to frisco pitched well his first time out he got roughed up a little nicked up a little had a couple good starts you know upper 90s velocity throws four pitches uh, just you know, he he, college pitcher. I, I think I think that's a, a game that could could move a little bit this uh, this season.
0: Yeah, and when you're and when I'm saying long shot, someone like a win or a uh, you know, I said Yuri Rodriguez, and I, you you talked about Bradford and all of that. Let I would tell you now that if Win made the opening day roster, that would tell me there might have been some people they were counting on that either had an injury or something not happening, yeah. uh, which and because Win's not on the forty. Not on the forty man yet. That roster spot's important right now. If you don't have to use it, uh, because they're they're, you know, they're pretty yeah. stacked.
1: Well, and I, I would I would also look at uh, Brock Burke. Um, I've got him
0: as a team. long shot. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, came off an injury last year and wasn't wasn't very good to start. Was terrible to start, but ended up you know pitching pretty well at the end of the end of the season. Um, so uh, I'd, I'd add him too.
0: Yeah. Okay. He for- four, so
1: he's going to be in camp. Do so what now? He's on the forty, so he'll he'll be in
0: camp. Yep. He'll be in, he's got a chance to prove it together. Yeah. Okay, free agents. So we all talked about Kershaw. We know about Kershaw. Yeah. Free agent wise, other names. I mean that that they could go. You look at someone like a Carlos Rodon or Kikuchi, um, maybe Danny Duffy. I mean, you're just looking for a veteran arm to get in there. What do you think besides Kershaw?
1: Yeah, um, you know, is that Granky? I mean, if if they're looking for a guy who's been there and been in the the battles and, and has the hardware and the respect. You know, I'm mean, great. Granky's done a lot in his career. I don't, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't know what what his future is, but uh you know, I I wouldn't I, I just don't think they're gonna sign anybody who has a qualifying offer. Um you know and if they want to take a flyer on a guy, and I've said this before, uh Jake Arieta, who you know had a really rough year last year. Um but Again, a uh, World Series winner, Cy Young winner. He's thrown one or one at least one no hitter, maybe yeah. two. Um, local in that he is from Plano, Plano. yeah, Plano and, East, I think. pcu and uh, he lives in Austin. So I, I think you know that that I'm not saying that's that is on the radar. Maybe maybe is, maybe isn't, but um, he fits the mold of a guy who's been there.
0: Yeah, and then there's the other way to go. And the other way to go would be trade. Now, there have mm-hmm. been some names. I've got one name that I don't think has been linked to the Rangers that I wonder about, but I saw that he might be someone that a team be willing to move. But you go to your obvious ones. you got Sonny Gray, uh, Castillo, and Maul from the Cincinnati. There's been talk of yeah. those. I think Gray's more likely because he wouldn't cost as much um, get, getting into that. Um, you got uh, with Oakland, Minea, uh, Sean Minea, that, that there's been talking. maybe they would look to, to move him if you're doing a big package. That would be a blockbuster, maybe along with Olsen. I don't know, but that's a name. <laughs> but but uh, I've got a name that I saw where I, I always look up possible trade candidates, this and that. A name that intrigued me was from Miami, Pablo Lopez. They've got a deep rotation of young guys. And I, okay. someone put out that he might be someone expendable. He had a good year last year. Um, mm-hmm. that they might now it would they're not going to give him away uh he's too good but uh that's a young controllable i think he's controllable through 25 um and uh he's he's older as far as who they have in their rotation um but he's still young and uh uh so um i think he's about 26 years old something like that uh but what about you anybody trade wise other than those or
1: well, the, the, Brewers have a couple guys, uh, they, they have a, a lot of, um, uh, depth in the minor leagues, like their best prospects of starting pitcher. Uh, so I think they, they have a couple starters who might be expendable. Um, and, and beyond, Manaya uh, in Oakland, um, Frankie Montas, uh, they, mm-hmm. they, they have guys who, um, are entering arbitration and if. They're going to tear down and, and rebuild guys who can get um get you something yeah. you know get, get you some prospects so you know i would t- i would think that just about anybody who's are eligible for the a's would be uh, <laughs> a possibility yeah uh, you know the, the inner division thing um I, I don't know if that's a, a big deal or not they've done deals in the past um so i don't i don't know it's just you know that's I I'm curious though what the trade market is going to be like if the lockout ends on February 10th and spring training is going to start on the 15th or 16th or 17th, you know, somewhere in there. Yeah. You know, and you've got a week to do a bunch of stuff. Now that doesn't mean you can't make trades during camp, but it's, it would, it it seems like it's disruptive, you know, and and, right, um, especially if you're like, like Oakland, if Oakland convenes with its current roster as is and then trades away 10 guys, I don't know if they do 10, but trades away Olson and, and Mania and, you know, a couple other guys, I mean, that's a huge chunk of your team going away and, you know, you're replacing it with what, with prospects or free agents who haven't signed yet. So yeah. it's, um, well, it's so- going to be spring. It, it, it really is. It's going to be chaotic it, chance to be uh too chaotic, you know, it, it, it could disrupt some things with teams that feel pretty good about themselves. Yeah,
0: i tell you what, it could be fun once it's done. And, you know, I guess, I guess it's not, is it, a, I, can teams talk to each other? Can they at least outline stuff or they can't talk to each other? So front offices I mean, can't?
1: They're not, they're not supposed to. I mean, who knows what's going on, but um, they're not, they can't talk about trade. They can't talk about players on anybody's 40-man roster. Okay. So, uh, or for uh, agents who are uh, covered by uh, their service time last year, something to that
0: effect. Okay. Well, that, yeah. that's okay. So, anything else? Uh, not really. You know, um, yeah,
1: TR uh, did a memoir yesterday. Yeah. going to have one tomorrow. Um,
0: what's tomorrow's?
1: It's CJ Wilson. Okay. He did Rick Hilling. Oh,
0: it was all Rick Hilling. Yeah. yeah Cause he's talking yeah. about underrated yeah. pitchers. Yeah.
1: And, um, so uh it, I've read it and edited it it's it's pretty good. I haven't put a headline on it yet. Uh but we're going to I'm going to run it Friday. Uh I've got your thing. I haven't looked at it yet, but I'm thinking about doing it Saturday. Your look at the, the so, possible lineup 2025.
0: Yeah, so here's what I did. So if, let me explain. So uh, obviously 2025 you're looking at what you have in your organization now. Let's be honest. Half the guys I talked about probably aren't here whether they're done in deals or done whatever, but I'm saying, if you didn't make any moves between now and 2025, what could your opening day roster look like with just what you have in the organization? Now yeah. that's just doing, that's just me doing something because obviously in baseball offseason, there's free agent signings, there's trades, there's all kinds of things. Sure. So I'm so off. It's not even funny, but you, it makes you think what I think of the talent that's there. And what the talent yeah. that's there, what they could be, and who could be playing where, and what could be going on. It also yeah. means there are players that are on this roster now that I don't think will be here. And right. uh, so that's what I did. So when you look at it, you got to understand I'm not taking into account any trades, any moves, any free agent signings. I'm talking with what they have today during lockout. Yeah. Well,
1: hey, why not?
0: Hey, there's got to do I mean, something. Baseball,
1: baseball America does it. You know, it, it, it's part of their yeah. every year part. Their handbook. They project the uh, rotation and lineup for yep. five years down the road. And, sure. uh, so it's it's a thing, and why not do it? Um, I'm also uh, uh, I, I, right before we started talking, I did a publish a little story about uh, a, mo- a a documentary on Nolan Ryan that's that's coming out called Facing Nolan. Uh, I talked mm. to Nolan's son Reed yesterday about it um what's it coming out on well it's going to be on it's it's debuting at south by southwest next month
0: Ooh, cool. and then
1: they're they have this distributor and they're trying to figure out uh, apparently you know, apparently the the streaming network the, the streamers are are trying to get it and um maybe but, some networks too. so um it's uh it's they they hope to have it available by the summertime cool um yeah, and so I did a little story on that. Tomorrow's Friday, Friday on the farm. You know, I I've been trying to to get my my top forty together, so we may we may uh,
0: have some comparisons. Yeah,
1: thirty one to forty tomorrow, um, and then uh, uh, Sunday we'll have a little Sunday read. So a lot of good stuff at JeffWilson.Substack.com, which is five ninety nine a month or sixty dollars a year. Um, Cheap. I tell you what. And I say it every time, and it's the truth. I've written every day, pretty much since Jan one cup of coffee
0: uh, in my, in my, in my morning read. That's what I do every morning, cup of coffee, and I'll sit there and read it.
1: And and that's the way it's going to be. I mean, I, I am going to take vacation time at at some point, but, um, the, you know, if, if, if you're spending $60 for a year, you're going to get, I don't know how many stories you're going to get thousands of stories for, for $60 and a half thousands, but hundreds of stories for, sure. for 60 bucks. And it's, it's good stuff. And it's not just Rangers. Uh,
0: it's not just your opinion. You're talking to people. In the present day.
1: Yeah. And it's not an opinion. opinion. Uh, it's, it's history from TR. It's fun stuff from you. It's, it's Mine's uh, more
0: opinion crap. Cause I'm not talking, good. but you're talking to front office players, everything.
1: It's, it's, it's like what I was doing at the other place. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's the and, um, so anyway, and we're a lot cheaper than the other, the other places. So <laughs> go ahead and sign on $5.99 a month, $60 a year. Okay. So, listen.
0: so we're about to get out of here, but let's, I want to, for everyone listening, I want to just heads up for next week. Um, we don't know what's going to break or what's not. Um, I am heading to Florida Wednesday for a wedding that I'll be there till Saturday. We will not miss breaking stuff. It may sound different because maybe I'll be on my phone recording it or whatever. So we will not allow it not to go, especially if there's breaking news. But it may come out earlier in the week. Um, It may just be normal. Uh, My my buddy that I'm going to stay with there, it's his son getting married, uh, has kind of a setup there, and I'm going to have my laptop at least. I can't bring all my recording equipment. Uh, But uh, we can at least do something and throw something out. I'll be able to edit it, get it into where it needs to go. But if it sounds different next week, you're already pre-warned. That it just uh-huh. may be, but Hey, I'm going on what's considered a little vacation to go see a friend, get married and all that. But I'm willing to work if we got something we need to talk about and we're going to put something out.
1: All right. Yeah, we'll figure it out. So that, Whatever.
0: So that we can do it. Well, guys, I think that's it. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you?
1: I don't just, uh, stay safe. Uh, if you're listening, if you're listening today and tomorrow and stay safe, don't, don't go too crazy and on the roads. Yep. Um,
0: Go that's to it? go to Taylor's thing tonight. Um, I'm trying to get that before oh, yeah, then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah we'll uh, put that in the description. Yep. I will. And then we'll 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 make sure to tweet it out
0: or retweet or whatever they got. I'm sure so. Taylor will too. Uh he retweeted this morning when we said it. Guys, that's it. Uh thanks for Taylor Hearn for coming on. Until next week, we'll uh see you at the yard.